feel good at the moment. You look great. I feel great. You enjoy lunch? It's lovely. Yeah, exactly. Chicken and rice brings me back. free? Brings me back. It wasn't free. You paid for it. Yeah, free for you. Well, it's not free though, is it? For you. There's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> Are you ready? Bang on. What were you going to say? You went... Every time. I'm ready all the time. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome. <laughs> See, now it's a thing, isn't it? Now my hello is a thing. It's a stupid thing. Just say hello. Hey, how you doing, everyone? So, episode five. Yeah. Which means this, this yeah. and then one more. Yeah. And then, who knows if we're coming back for season three. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know. You don't, you don't, give, you don't want to be getting on people's nerves after a while. Oh, God, it's just popped in. I listen to it. So I don't know. Just, you know. E- enough's enough, do you know what I mean? Just Hopefully two decent albums. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult. The second, the, the, um, the second album is always a difficult one. Well, the, office. the third album. No. The Office was only two series. Mm, the difficult third album. Yeah, maybe we'll stop at two. Unless someone's got copious amounts of money and they go, do you know what, you two would no. work really well. What? Oh, what was you going to say? You work. two would work really well together if I give you lots of money. No, I, I do this purely. This this podcast here. Yeah. We're doing this. We're not doing I this. Know, it's for, I know, we get no money for it. I know that. I love doing this. But wouldn't it be nice if someone commended us and rewarded us for our hard work? No, I'm, I'm doing okay in other stuff. Five it's million just, a show? No, it wouldn't happen, so it's pointless thinking about that. 50 grand a show? Yeah, but that wouldn't happen either. So Five grand a show? No. Uh, that it, could happen. Well, that, prob- that pr- probably could happen, but like then it, then they want something, and it's you know, what, what do they, then they start putting restrictions on you, and mm, you true. can't. See, I mean, you're just, no, I'm you not know, doing, doing it. I'm not doing it. For, doing it for it. love, man. We Fuck five grand. It. Say it with me. Say it proud. Fuck five grand. No, you, you say it, and I'll just jump on the bandwagon. We've got a special guest in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. On the phone. It's not G-Force. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's an interesting one, simply because, um, you know what I mean? Like when, when this started, I was very sceptical about it, what what we're doing and why he's coming on to answer the questions. But Do you want to set, tell him who it is? No, we're just waiting to see it Here's a question for you. Uh-huh. When you and I speak on the phone, right, and we yeah. do that quite a lot, uh-huh. we both end the call by saying, I love you. Yeah. Okay. You know, I've got a mate who, Paul... And I, t- I, I told him I'd do it. I'd do it to him. So take it easy, you right, mate. I love you, mate. See you later. And he always goes, "Okay, mate." Yep. And I pulled him up about it. I said, "How comes when I say I love you, 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 you can't, you don't deal, you can't deal with that?" Yeah. He says, I, I, he, "He can't deal with it. He's just really strange. He, he'll just go, yeah, okay, see ya, bye." How long have you known him? Um, five, six years. Oh, now. a long time. Yeah. Do you do it on purpose then? I always say, "I love you, mate. See you later, bye." When I pulled him up about it for a little bit, he'd say, yeah, love you too, mate. Bye. But then, he's, <laughs> then he, slipped, he slipped back into feeling really awkward. See, you're the only person I say I love you to on the phone, apart from, like, my wife. Do you put, do you put when you do, when you send texts to your mates, yeah, you I put, put a kiss on them? them. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Yeah, I put a heart on it. Oh, okay, I've not done the heart scenario. But I sometimes when I get off the phone to you, you go, love you, and I go, I love you too, speak to you later, son. Yeah. I do get off and go, hmm, I love you too. What you do, you're just saying it just so well no because we do just... these questions don't we these 36 questions yeah, at the end to make us love each other more maybe we already love each other I've got a lot of love to give that's the thing alright but whether or not uh, questions make me love you more is time will tell won't it we've got that later in the show mm-hmm. including a special guest <laughs> alright don't sit on the arm of that chair <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous get off it? the arm <laughs> 
Why? You'll break the arm. You'll break the arm. It's I've, never, I've never seen happened. an arm break. Yeah, but when we were younger, I've never seen an arm of a couch break. I ever. Say. Ever. But when we were younger. Oh, it's come off. I told you not to sell it. <laughs> never, ever has that happened in the history of. Get off the arm of that. <laughs> but what's it? You know what it is? Is that when we were younger, everybody had those couches and what had the arms was connected to it. That's why they said, you know, you had that bit there was the arm. It was just like you know on sofas. Is, I just think it's parents, and I've been guilty of it, just saying no to their kids for no reason other than they the can. Get off the arm of that chair. I love it. Get off the arm of that chair. And you, I, I say it to my kids now. Get off the arm of the chair. But now they actually design. The, the chairs are designed what? for you. You can sit on the arm now. You, mean you, sit, you could sit on it back in the day. You couldn't because would some make... of the chairs, were, you, you sat on the arm, it, it could come away. Easily. Easily what? could come away. Of a, chair, what, a couch chair. You're not I mean, when we like... was younger, you go to people's houses. You weren't even allowed in their living room. I remember you going to people's living rooms. They'd have, they'd have plastic on their sofas. Yeah, I remember that. Plastic. And they'd have, they'd, they'd have a video with crochet on the top of it. You know, crochets oh on the top God. of their video. So you... have it, they'd have a video in their house, but they, they're not using it. They've got it as an ornament. There'll be people listening to this don't even know what a video is. No, I don't know what a video is. Of course they do. Do you think so? Yeah. 18-year-old knows what a video is. Yeah, he will know what a video is. Yeah, I suppose so. Do you reckon anyone in the country uses a video? No. How do they record stuff then? What do you mean? Well, there'll be... Let's say there's a... What, record something on television? There's a 65-year-old man, right? Has he got... If he's got Sky, bam, press record. He hasn't got Sky. Well, he's not going to get to record anything. Well, he wants to record BBC Two. Well, how's he going to do it? Well, he's got a video. Well, how's he going to do it? Press record, play. On his well, JVC will, will he, video yeah, star. Will, will it be able to... The, the, the component to put into the television, will that He's not changed work? his telly for 25 years. Well, he can still... Well, he can do the video then. So he can. So there are... So it's not, it's not like he's he's up to speed. He's... he's, he's an, uh, how old did you say he is? Oh, he's, gr- he's older now. He's 75. Right, 75. And he's and he's got brand new gear. Like, he's got Sky and everything now. No, he hasn't. Well, if he hasn't and he's got that stuff, where's he get it, where's he getting fixed? Where's he getting it from? He his, son, his son's an electrician. His son's an electrician. Hello, uh, Brian, could you come around and fix the video again? Oh, fucking hell, Dad. Get Sky. Oh, I don't know what that no, is. It's not, it's, it's no. I've got, no, hold on. I've I'm got, not going down. I'm not having that one. I've got, hold on, I'll be Brian. I'll be Brian, right? No, do you, do you I've be got, who you want. I've got, I've got all my old videos. I don't want to lose them. I've got your mother's wedding. Yeah, it's easy. You could just go and get, put them, you can only put them on a disc. I don't want to. I don't, I don't have disc player. I don't know what to say about that. Well, Brian, I don't Brian, feel, Brian help your dad out. He's got, yeah. Say, so dad. No, you're it, the son here. You're the son. Get with it. Get with, get with the 20, I haven't got any money. 22nd century. I haven't here. got any money. Yeah. You don't need, yeah, but the thing about it, you could get television, you can get... Um, I've got you a can telly. Get, you can get, um, what's it, a disc player? I don't want a disc player. I'm DVD, happy with you this. You get a DVD. I'm happy with my video star. Well, then fucking do what you oh, want. Oh, don't swear at me, Brian. You know I'm old. <laughs> Graham Taylor, what's all that about? Well, it's my it's England. At the time, me playing for Arsenal and doing what I was doing for Arsenal and playing well and not getting that kind of England game recognition was something for a long time that I didn't. I put the blame on him um, rather than realizing that you know there was opportunities for me. When you come on as a striker for England or you make your debut for England, you need to score. I'd say in the first, first ideally in the first game, but at least in the first as a striker, game, you as mean? a striker, yeah. Mm. Um, and so, I didn't do that. I didn't. I actually missed a lot of chances. And I remember in particular, 
um, against Russia, I played, I didn't do well. And against Norway, I missed a couple of really good chances at Wembley. And as time went by, you know, I was still scoring goals for Arsenal. And, you know, he, he got Shearer's coming through. Lineker was finishing, Shearer was coming through. And then, you know, you could see what's going on. So Robbie Fowler was there, everybody was in. So you need to take that chance. And when we talked and we spoke about it and I explained to him, I, I forgave you ages ago. I blamed you because it was easier to blame you than blame the fact that I didn't take my opportunity. Who were you blaming? Graham Taylor. What were you blaming him for? Not giving me more opportunities to score. What, not playing you enough? Yeah, at the start. At the start. I won the Golden Boot in 1992 when I first went to Arsenal. from And we had the Euro 92 in Sweden. Right. Graham Taylor called me in the office and said, I'm not taking you. Um, we're going to take Shearer. Um, we've still got Gary Lee and I'm going to take Alan Smith. Uh, unfortunately, this time you're going to you're going to miss out. And I went, "Don't f- are you fucking serious?" I said, "Everything I've been told is to get into England to play at the top level is to be at a big club and score goals." I said, "What more could I do?" You tell me. I, and to be fair, I think at the time Alan Shearer, Alan, Alan scored goals, but he wasn't scoring nowhere near the rate he was scoring. When he, by the time he got to Blackburn, because I think he was still at Southampton when he got into the team and scored on his de- scored on his debut against France. Um, he says, "I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the youngster. I'm going to go with Shearer, um, and you know we've got Lineker with his experience, and we're going to bring Alan Smith as that option as that other number nine. And I think you're very similar to Lineker, and obviously I want to bring I want I'm going to bring Lineker. We knew what happened with Lineker in the end with that. He took him off in that." kind of ended his career there and then um, you know obviously I'm going to bring Shearer and I went it's a fucking joke not about them but f- about them because all of them you know for me how many goals you score that, that season 34 so. wow so. can you imagine that now an England manager yeah. leaving golden boot won the golden boot but like like I say it wasn't anything to do with you know the, the problem I, I didn't at any stage think I weren't going during the season because I was flying Absolutely flying. So I didn't even think, even when he called me and I had to go up to see him, I, I didn't even realise that you only get called really if they've got to tell you something, you're not going. That's why I was so, that's why I shit myself when Glenn Oddle called me in 98. Because you thought the same thing would happen yeah, again. Yeah. How, what was he like, Taylor, with other players? <clears throat> How did he manage, like Gazza, for saying? Well, to be honest, he, he always, he was always tiptoey around Gazza. He was, you know, smiley, laughy, jokey, but I remember. I remember when in 94, just before the World Cup, what we didn't qualify for. And we, I don't know what happened with Gaza, but Gaza didn't get on that trip when we went to America. It was when we lost to America in um, in Boston. I remember that. And it was it was a nightmare. You know, I played in that one as well. It was a nightmare. I got stick in that one as well. But Teddy Sheridan was there. He didn't even get on the pitch. Didn't even get on it. And I remember we went, before we left to go to America, the, the, that squad, um, he had this massive meeting because we went out the night before and everybody, everybody was in the papers taking photographs and everything. And, um, you know, when, when, when we when we landed in America, obviously all the press and everything was going crazy over there and all the press, remember, they come over with us. And he called this meeting and in this meeting, what he, 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 he slaughtered Gaza about Gaza and 
how he, as a professional, how he try, how he's, you know, what person eats the food, what he eats, goes to the toilet, vomits it up, and goes into a sauna for three, four hours, and thinking that's the way. Well, he did this in front of everyone else. Yeah, we were in the room. Yeah, remember that documentary they done on him? Do I not like that? Yeah, but like you could, you know what? You look back now and you can see him unraveling. He was, the pressure got to him and. Is unraveling and you know the turnip and all that stuff. It was, it was terrible the way they, they they totally um, ridicule you when it comes to the end, the press and what they say. You know, you saw with Steve McLaren, with the the Wally with the Broly stuff, and then you saw with him turnip. You know what I mean? It was um, it was really it was horrible um, how it ended up for him. But for me personally, um, you know, there was people when he was in the squad, he was fine. He never spoke to me. When we were, this is why I had a problem with him. When when I was in and around the squad with him, he never hardly even spoke to me. And I think that came from a time I went to a trip with England, when I was at Palace, to Australasia, and we went to Australia, Malaysia, and New Zealand, and it was like Gary Lineker's kind of tour because he was just before he went to Grampus Eight in Japan, and what I'm was is that I was on the bench all the time because I was like he's understudy almost but it was brilliant for me because just watching Lineker and watch his movement and everything was brilliant for me so and spending time with him um, and I remember standing up one time on the bench he was playing against Malaysia he scored four in the game Gary Lineker and I was standing up and I remember Paul Parker he was just fucking busy some of the times you know what I mean and he shouted out for me. so I'm on the bench down here standing up looking at the game and he's down down there, and he he went. He's standing up for sit down. You ain't a coach. And I went fuck off, fuck off. I ain't used to sitting on a fucking bench. And then Graham Taylor and Laurie McMenemy both looked down the end. You know when two heads pop out and go like that. They done that. I never played for England for eighteen months. No, drop me, drop me. The, the, the next time I got back into the squad was when I signed for Arsenal. I got back into the England squad. And do you think it was because of that? Well, what else was it? They heard me say something like that and they they weren't having it. Wow. And so, you know, so all the time I was harbouring up until me and Graham Taylor had a really man-to-man chat and he told me about how pleased he was with the way it's gone for me, how I came through and how unlucky I was. And he could totally understand how you'd feel like that. And he's, he was really pleased in the end because he says, I always knew you was a decent man. I always knew that you would come to the realization that chance has to be taken and when I when I actually told him you could see his face was beaming it's almost like yeah you get it you realize now mm. it's nothing to do with me it's you and he was right but leading up to that when you're like that Andy fucking pounding trying to achieve oh, I want to be the best I want to score goals for England I want to be the best you don't think of that you just think of someone's just fucking he's stopping me but as time's gone by I realized he didn't stop me he actually is the one who gave me the opportunity and in the conversation I thanked him I did thank him because I said it made me the person I am in respect of realising you know what I mean you just, it's very easy to point your finger at someone else and you know what I mean I, I was so pleased because when he died I was gutted and I was elated that I got to speak to him because I'd hate to know now that Graham Taylor would have gone to would have would have died and I didn't get the chance to have that chat with them. And it's really weird when people say how the Lord works in mysterious ways because 
it was just fantastic that I got to speak to him like that because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have forgiven myself. Right, time for Lineker update. Okay. Now, on the last podcast, yeah. um, so what, I, did, what did I get? Three-year three, three, year three ban? 3.3 3 months, I think it right. was, because it was three and a half Fucking years. Fucking hell. And then, yeah, let me read it back. Let no, I'd rather you didn't. You don't, okay. Okay, cool. But I think something, it was something to do with 3.5 years, which I'm taking as three, three years and six months. And I think he mentioned something that it goes down to, he can, because you're my friend, and he, and he, he likes me so much, that he will consider reducing the ban to 3.3 3 months. I've got two months off for good behaviour, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. He's, I reckon he's enjoying it now. I reckon he won't unblock. He's, he's probably thinking, I should unblock because I'm a nice enough fella, but I won't because right, he's getting entertained out of it. Do you want to, do you want to hear I don't what? know, do I? Well, Look at your fucking smart. <laughs> See, this start, in Series 1, this was quite interesting. But now it, it just... It's I'm just quite, a way of you getting off on it. <laughs> What happens if I bump into Lineker in the street? I'm sure he'd blank you. Why? Why would he blank me? Because, because he's blocked you. He doesn't want to speak. What's he going to see you on the street and just say, hey, Candy, how you doing? What about if I'm you? with you? I'm walking down the street with you, like we were today. Mm. And, oh, look, why, why, is there, why is there big flapping ears in there? Oh, it's Lineker. What did you say? Huh? See, exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. You can't help yourself. But the fact is, it'd probably still blank you. It's what I said. Oh, I'm, I'm standing next to you. All yeah. right. All right, righty. All right, Lynx. Mm. And I'm right next to you. I've, see, this is a, that, that'd, be, that'd be awkward because I wouldn't know where to... Why would I introduce him to the guy he's blocked? But I've taken him out for lunch. When? He know, years ago, before he blocked me. Have you? Yeah, I paid for it as well. Yeah, but... Fuck, he doesn't say that on Match of the Day. Yeah, but so why... why, why I don't the, know. The irritation. But you've got to tell people... How it started. So I have. We did it in Series 1. Yeah, but now people, we might be getting new people. This, people might be hearing it for the first time now. Listen to Series 1. <laughs> okay. Come on then, what have you put? So Okay. So I sent him a message um, about the last one. I said, anyway, thanks for the last one, G-Force. I just want to ask G-Force. you. G-Force. Sorry. Oh, thanks, G-Force. <laughs> G-Force. Is he like nine? <laughs> did you send uh, this one to him in the playground? Uh, do you want to hear it or not? I don't know, okay. do I? I guess you do. Okay, so f- thanks, Steve. Hold on, hold on. Do me a favour. When you read it, do not laugh. Okay, I won't. I won't laugh. You promise? Yep. Okay. Okay. Okay, thanks, g Would you unblock him for a trial period? And this is the last text. This is the last I'll ask you. Because I'm not asking after this, Sands. We've got one more episode. I'm not asking. I'm not asking anymore. You know what? This is it. Fine. You know, especially starting. We started it off by you saying... Do not laugh at the answer, right? So, do you, do you, what, you want to hear the answer? <laughs> the answer is... Don't laugh. I won't laugh. I'm afraid I can't relax my rules. Unblocking denied. You're a cruel man, righty. Look, why are you getting so much pleasure out of this? Right, he can go fuck himself. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to take the series link and match of the day off my Sky uh, Planet. I'm telling you. You won't do that, though. I'll only watch, I'll only watch match of the day, too. It's you a better programme all round, anyway. You won't do that. Oh, God. So that's it. It's done. So that's that. He said, no, I can't relax my Why are you fucking laughing? Relax my rule. Right, so that's it. We're done now with it, yeah? So, uh, si- so episode six, no linear, nothing. 
Because I can't. It's well, like, what, what, it's, what, a, it's, it's bullying. Is, it's bullying. What, what, it's not bullying. It is because you just. He's not bullied you. He's not said right. Let yeah. me. Let me. He's not blocked you and said right now. I'm going to find a, a, a podcast to go on to slaughter him on, on a weekly basis. You're the one who's like mm, Gary. Right. So we're done. Yeah. Me. Episode five. We're done with it. The fact you used to piss on the legs of fellow players in the in shower. The shower. That was that's one of my funniest things because you know it's just a play on. You know when people do that one with the shampoo where. You know, when you're washing your hair, when you're washing your hair like that, and then they just keep putting the shampoo in. So you're just washing your hair for ages. And because you've got your eyes closed, you can't see them putting more shampoo in. So you're rubbing your hair and that, and you're thinking, you know what I mean? Every time, and then it's a you, great gag. It's a, it's, a, it's an unbelievable gag. So I just put a spin on it and just... That's not a spin. You put piss on it. It's a spin. You're pissing on someone's leg, man. How are you going to feel it? It's warm shower. Have you, you pissed on the best of them? Well, to be honest, ev- probably everybody got a, um, got a hot leg off of me. Oh, you know the thing about it is... Have you pissed on Dennis Bergkamp? Prob- yeah, probably, yeah. Have you pissed on Ray Parler? Yeah, pro- probably, in the shower, Have you yeah. pissed on Anders Limper? Most of, the, most of the guys that would have been in and around there would have got a wee-wee, a, wee-wee on their, a little bit of wee-wee on their leg. Do you think you've been pissed on? I don't care. Because Do I don't know. Have? I don't know, just like they didn't know. Because what, the good thing about it... Pissed on Dennis Bergkamp. The good thing about, so... the good thing about it is... is um, is that they don't know because it's just like they're showering and you do it when they're washing their hair or something. It's brilliant. Just pee on their leg. Yeah, but presumably when you're, say, for home take, pissing on Lee Dixon's leg, Dennis Bergkamp will go, oh, right. So, Everybody can see. You people but, can well, see. Well, but Bergkamp not go, oh, hold on a minute. No. If he's done it on him. No. If he's done it on Dicko and Simo. No, but what's good about being in the shower is that everybody, no matter what you're doing, you're, you shower like that. <laughs> oh, you're I, looking. Yeah. You're looking. You're looking. see if someone's putting shampoo in your hair or someone's peeing on your leg. You weren't the only one who was doing it. It was brilliant. It's a great game. Was there anyone that didn't want to go in the shower? Of course not. What are you talking about? We're having a laugh in there. We're not in prison. <laughs> I cannot want to go in the shower for. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I remember Gazza, you saw his other tick. Yeah. What were his ticks? Everything. All of a sudden, he, he would just come to the England. He'd come to the England squad, and he'd have another a different ailment. So first, one of them, he'd, he'd have something where his arm, he'd get his arm up like that and go like that with his head. He had done that every, like, 15, 20 seconds or something. He just got like that. And then he came, and he's talking to himself, right? So I remember Incy, me and Incy used to be in a room, and Gaz would come into our room. And he was doing this, he was doing this, 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 this cut, he's ticked this when he come to this particular squad, was talking to himself. And I'm talking about how I'm talking to you. He's talking to himself as if he's talking to someone like that. And I remember it was going on, it was going on. It, <laughs> it's going on and on and then she said Gazza for fuck's sake shut your fucking mouth he's talking to yourself like that you fucking drive me mad and Gazza said I don't know I'm fucking doing it. I don't realise I'm fucking doing it <laughs> what are you talking about I don't even realise I'm doing it I fucking can't help it he fucking started to get he started to well up and everything walked out of the room and I said fuck's sake and she just fucking leave him if that's what he's doing it's not a problem I said I can't hear the fucking television <laughs> Yeah, I could hear Paul Lynch saying that as well. That's exactly. Yeah, because he's not, he can't he don't tolerate stuff like that. He's just fucking he just switch like that. Well, what's Gazza saying to himself? He's just talking. He's like talking about like yeah, but yeah, but I told him, I told him, and and he said no, like a proper conversation. This guy's a Welsh. No, 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 no. He's he's, he's a Geordie man. What's all you? What's that? Geordie. That's awful. Is that awful, Geordie? That's awful. Believe me. What? No, it isn't. What did you say? Nothing. What did you say? I didn't say anything. What did you say? I didn't say anything. 
When are we starting? Uh, you know, so we can we can um, we can do a sh- and put that in as a guy's story because yeah, it just came. Oh, thanks for helping me edit. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman, and. Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Now, uh, episode five of I Can Make You Love Me, right? Mm. We started that on episode one of series yes. two. And the idea being that on episode one, we bizarrely stumbled on the prospect of a burning building, me on one side, G-Force, G-Links, what do you call him? Gary Lineker. G-Dog. On the other... And uh, the building's on fire, and you've got to save one of us, and you said that you would save Lineker. Mm. So the idea of this is for us to go over these questions that a psychologist wrote. In 1997, a group of 36 questions, Mm. the idea being that you and I go through all 36, Mm -hmm. and at the end of it, you love me so much, you would save me. All right? Okay. Now, before we do this week's questions, we've got a very special guest. He joins us now. He is the man that devised the 36 questions. I can say, hello, the research professor of the Department of Psychology at Stony Brook University in America, Arthur Aaron. Arthur, hello. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this. You're really kind. Really appreciate kind. it. Uh, the reason that I wanted to get you on is because we're in series two of our podcast. You've probably listened to series one already. <laughs> called We're Not Playing Snooker. And at the end of it, myself and, and Wrighty, we go through some of the questions that you wrote from your questionnaire in 1997, which is designed to make people fall in love. Well, it actually was designed to get people close, not right. necessarily to fall in love. Right. And indeed, uh, we tend to use it uh, primarily in a laboratory setting, mostly with same-sex people who are mostly heterosexual. And the goal is to get them to feel really close and connected, not to fall in love. Now, if you do something like this, 
with someone who is uh, appropriately desirable and of the appropriate gender for you, uh, you might fall in love. Wow. But okay. That wasn't the goal. How did you come up with the actual questions? What made you go with those particular questions? Well, we were looking for a way in a short period of time in a laboratory setting to create closeness. We, we study the effects of closeness on your behavior, the effects on your body, on your brain. We do a lot of brain scan studies. And the problem is if you just bring in two friends versus two strangers, they have different histories, mm -hmm. they've chosen each other. So we wanted to be able to randomly assign people in a laboratory to get close. Or not, or we also have a control condition, which they just do small talk for mm -hmm. 45 So what we did is we looked at, well, how do people naturally become close? And looking at the literature from surveys and so forth, a typical way is they exchange personal information, but not too much, not too fast. How long should the whole thing take from question one to question 36? Well, yeah. You know, you could take as long as you want if you're doing it in the real world. But what we do in the laboratory is we divide them into three sets, and we give people 15 minutes. Uh, take your time. Go as take as long as you want. Both of you answer each question. And do you have to answer every the, professor? Do no. you have to answer every single question as honestly as you can? You can't duck a question. No. Okay. You, you can. What you do is is you uh, start with the first set, and after 15 minutes. You stop where you are, finish with the question you're on, then go to the second set. All right. Okay. And, and what results have you had? Have you had any people that never met before and since they asked the questions have married? <laughs> well, uh, again, most of the people we do this with are same-sex heterosexual people, so they're not uh, getting married or falling in love. But some of them develop friendships. When we, did, when we were pilot testing this in our laboratory, we tried a more intense version of this with some of our research assistants. They were working on a different project. They weren't familiar with this. And uh, the, uh, the first one we tried it with actually did fall in love and did get married. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Professor, thank you so much for your time. I really it's, appreciate it, Professor. It's a real, pleasure. a real honor having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great Bye. day. Okay, so long. Bye-bye. That's there, brilliant. There you go, the actual professor. That was really, ain't that cool that we've got him up? That's nice, isn't it? That's really cool. And you know what's interesting is I thought we had to go through every single question and we don't, which is nice. So you can just pick up, so we can actually... I'm, I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. We could have gone to the meatier ones sooner. Because, well, and, I, he's, and the professor did say, you can't duck a question. Well, you can't. I thought that was pretty, that's, yeah. that's, that says a lot more now. So, should we start with today's questions? Yes. Question number one. What is your most treasured memory? Oh. Nothing to do with um, kids and things. Like okay. So we're not doing because that's given, isn't it? Well, yeah. what's your most treasured? My most treasured memory probably would be. We're meant to talk about this with each other, mm. so we fall in love with each other. So I can go. Oh, I don't well, know. what's your most treasured? What's your most treasured memory? I think the first time I got my hair cut. Oh, please. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, the obvious one is when your kids are born, and then you got to work out which one. And the the most obvious answer is the first one. <laughs> Because it's your first one, isn't it? You don't talk about the second time you had sex, do you? No. You talk about the first time you had sex. So out of the, the most memorable moment is the first time you brought a child into the world. Um, I think because I admired my, my brother, Morris, so much, I think that when, when I got called into the team for Gordon Brock, uh, 
when I was eight and he was 10. I think I just turned eight when I just started playing football. So I was playing in the same team as him. I was playing for the fourth years when I was in the second year. And I remember walking out and I, I, I remember walking out with him um, next to me and he's saying, just make sure you, you play good today. I remember that as if it was yesterday. I was just happy to be playing on the same pitch as my brother. That's nice. Yeah. You know, I think a problem a it was lot against a, it was against a school called Fairlawn, and my brother scored in it as well, and I scored. You remember the goals? No, but it's the goal. My brother scored a really good goal. Um, it's the one what he always said. No matter what goal I scored, he always said, "No, it weren't as good as my one Describe against it. Fairlawn." Describe it to me. Because he was good on his left foot and his right foot, and he done one of those things where he went to go to the right, but he he went done that leg over, came onto his left foot and hit it with his left foot. Brilliant strike it was. And um, he always used to say, weren't as good as mine against Fairlawn. And, um, That's a great. Yeah, I know, he's such a wanker he was. And then, um, what's it? I scored a goal in it as well. It was unbelievable. It was brilliant. It was just the greatest day ever. That's a great memory. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think the problem a lot of kids, our kids will have, is they'll mix their memories up mm. with recordings on iPhone cameras mm. of what actually happened to them. Because you video everything now, don't you? Yeah. So that so, was 48 years ago, that was. Yours was? Yeah. Wow. What's your earliest memory? can't remember my earliest memory. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I remember. Remember the first one, that's it. Yeah, but it. I was eight. I was eight. That's a, I can remember eight. I can't remember when I was six or five. So that's five. it. So that's it then? It's like, that would be my earliest memory. Oh. Of, no, it's not my earliest memory. What's your earliest memory? Because I remember my earliest memory. I remember, I, I, I could just remember hearing the radio. And um, that Tina Turner record, um, when I was a young girl, oh, young girl, when I was a young girl, I remember Papa. I remember that playing in my, in my, in the background. That is my earliest memory. Uh, how old would you be? I don't know. Fuck's sake. It's oh, you're in memory. such a mood now. You're asking me my earliest memory. I'm supposed to fucking remember how old I was. It's my earliest memory. I can't even remember how old I was. Well, what I'm saying is, how do you know that one well, when you were nine? Out, find out what year Tina Turner brought out when that, that song about when I was a young no. girl. What's I it called? I don't know. River Deep, Mountain High. So you do know. Tina Turner, River Deep, yeah? Yeah, Mountain High. River Deep. Right. 19 what? 88. River Deep Mountain High. Yeah. How can that be? Tina Turner didn't see Released. It. Tina Turner, 1988. Yeah, but look at that. This says River Deep Mountain High, 1996. Yeah, that's, like, that's re released. Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, you didn't say that. She went with um, Ike Turner in 1988. Ike. There's no way that record wasn't the 60s. All right, here we go. What year were you born? 63. 66. That's when it was. So my earliest memory was when I was three. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's 1966, wasn't it? Yeah. Thank you. Where did you get 1988 from? Where is all this fucking anger coming Jesus from? Christ. You're asking me for my earliest memory. 1988, I would have been fucking, what? What was I? So I was at seven, ten. I was like 22 or two. I was 23. <laughs> I was something like, tw I was like 26, for fuck's sake. I was still playing for Palace. You should have had more of a memory than that. Jesus Christ. And you know what? That's unbelievable. Why haven't I done that before? Because that song, for some reason, I don't like it. And I think that it's got something to do with there was a lot of shit going on around me. Why 
that record stays into my in my head. And it's really weird because I think that it was like my stepdad, he was like really a bullish, horrible man around the place and you know what I mean, he's really shouting at my mum and all sorts of stuff. I remember it wasn't it wasn't good because I don't like that record because anytime that I hear that record, it makes me feel all really weird. I don't like it. And then to, to, then what happens with Tina Turner, you know what I mean? She was abused and everything, wasn't she? She was a, um, she was a battered wife mm. and everything like that. And you know what I mean? I know that there was things like that going on in the ether, but like I, must, I was three, could have been older because obviously it came out in 63. I was born in 63, sorry. And it came out in 66. I could have been hearing it at six, went in 68, 69. So I could have been older. But it could have been when you were three. Could have been. That's nice. But I doubt it. Oh, positive writing again over there. Mm. Number two of today. Share with your partner, that's me, I'm your partner, an embarrassing moment in your life. Let me see, the embarrassing moment. I think that, I remember going to a, a function for Arsenal and everyone was there, the great and good of Arsenal. You know what I mean? And I remember it, it, Dennis Wise was there as well. Paul Lintz was there. I don't know what they were doing there on that particular night. It was an Arsenal do. And the, the comedian asked me to come up to do something. And I t- fucking didn't know what to do. And I went up there and made this really stupid, ridiculous joke and about like David Seaman and a fish or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, you know, like, fucking, if the floor could have opened up. I thought off, oh, and people saying, "Go on, right, go up, Daisy, go right." And I went up, and I did. It was so embarrassed. I think of it now. I'm fucking embarrassed again. Oh, I wish you could remember that gag. It was, it was, it was so shit. But it was like the room went deaf. But why did you come up with a gag? Had because you rehearsed I don't know. It everyone was saying, oh, "I didn't have a gag. I didn't have anything." That was the most, that easily the most embarrassing moment of my life. And pulling up my shirt when I won, when I when I broke the record. Now that could have been the most embarrassing moment in my life, so I think that uh, me going up when I at that function is the most. embarrassing. Why did you pull your shirt? You got because I was over, overexcited, overexcited, thinking that I broke what the record. What game was that in? That was the one where where I was meant to broke break the record. So I actually the... equaled it. I equaled the record and didn't break it in that game. Didn't break it. So me saying just done it. Oh my god! So if I didn't, if I didn't break the record in that game, that would have been the most embarrassing moment in my whole life. Right. You must have got slaughtered by your mates for no, that. No, I didn't know because I scored a hat trick and that that's just like pushed to the side now. Oh, okay. So people can say, Yeah, I was there, you pulled your shirt up too early and then I just say, Yeah, but I ended up scoring a hat trick and my hundredth goal in the Premier League. See you later. Okay, last yeah. question of the day, you ready? Mm-hmm. When did you last sing to yourself? Mm-hmm. Then it says to someone else? Mm-hmm. When did you last sing to yourself? Um I mean, you've been doing it throughout all these podcasts, haven't you? I said, well, I, I, what, like sing to Lance. Yeah, what? sing to me, right? No, you know, see, this is what I'm saying. This is why sing it won't work because I don't love you, and I love Lance. And hold on, is that a fire alarm? Probably. Should we just carry on? Yeah, because normally it's an, It's just it's 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 like a false alarm, isn't it? I just it might be annoying for the listener. Yeah, but open that door, see if it's coming out. Yeah, go on. Then. I'm not getting up. I do scissors, paper, stones for it. Nah, no, nah, nah, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> this is the kind of thing my brother does. You we do, do things like that and you say, oh, just no. do, well, we I'll do, just stay here then. We'll leave it, I ain't bothered. Yeah, we said It's gone. All right. I, I, I don't know the last time I sang to someone, but like, the, I remember singing that to Lance, my Wait for Love song by Luther Vandross. Oh, yeah, go yeah, on, how's it going? Um, I'm not singing it, I'm talking it. 
Knowing love the way I do. Knowing love the way I do. <laughs> I, I can tell for certain that it's true. There's a chance yes. for me and, and you. Go on. Because I, I surely feel that the time is right. near. Oh, no, near, near, time is near. 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 I, see, don't see, you know my brother. My, oh, I've got it wrong. My brother used to do that, sing the song wrong on purpose because he knew how much it wound me up. <laughs> you know what my kids do, right? What? My youngest will sing a song. Just say she's singing. I don't uh. know. Just say she's singing "Happy Birthday." Right? She, mm. She'll be playing with her friends. With her, she'll be playing with her toys, mm-hmm. and she'll just be in the corner and go "Happy Birthday," and then my eldest will go. Happy birthday. And she'll go, no, <laughs> I'm singing that one. And then she'll go, happy birthday. And then the other one will go, happy birthday. No, mom, tell her I'm singing happy birthday. I know. They do that. Because <laughs> Lola, Lola's could start to do, Lola started doing that now as a rock sound. She starts to know what winds her up and what gets her going. I was singing that song first. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can both sing it. No, I don't want to. She's only singing it because I sung it. I sung it first. I love she it. She sung yesterday. I love it. I love that stuff. Come on, let's let's take people out of this podcast with that little bit of Luther. Knowing love the way I do. Knowing love the way I do. Do, do. I can tell for certain that it's true. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> There's a chance for me and you. Oh, baby, baby, I surely feel that the time is near. Near, near. The picture in my mind is very clear. I think love has brought us here. Now it's high. Yeah. I remember not so long ago. You're you're really spoiling it for people. I can't sing. That's why I want to sing. I remember not so long ago. That's how it goes. That's why I wish I was like Ed Sheeran, the ginger one. I was just a lonely person with a lonely heart. My bit, my bit. Yeah. I can't even do the yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And I remember there could one Keep going, keep going. Be... That's the end of no, the podcast. Gonna... No, no, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. Be a chance. Keep going. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, me and Ryan will be back with the last the episode of We're Not Playing Snooker, which hopefully we'll have Sometimes Gary Lineker live on the show. It's the wrong time. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know something? Uh, you kill me, man. You really do. <laughs> How do I even know that song? You can sing. You got a good voice. No, that bit where you went, yeah. That, that I can't do that. Did you get? Did it sound alright? On here, when you got headphones on, say, put them on and do the yeah, and you'll hear it. it sounds awesome. Seriously. And I was open there, could find it. Sounds different. Be a chance. Be a chance. Whoa. For me to get the love that I've been missing. Sometimes love. <laughs> Yeah.